Hello and thank you for joining a very hungover bunch of Hearts fans as we get together to review the Scottish Cup final 24 hours on. Yes, my name is Jarvie and I'm joined once again this week by Simon, Cameron, Hammy and Harry. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Uh, how's how's doing boys? How's the, the heads this evening, first of all? Heads fine, I'm just barely awake to be honest. I don't know. I don't know how positive that is for the start of a podcast, but <laughs> I think we truly are the uh, Broken Hearts podcast. <laughs> aye, aye. Broken Spirit. Um, aye, I think uh, normally we, we start off and we go through the news and stuff, but we're obviously here just for one reason, and that's to talk about the Cup final. Um, so let's just jump straight in, straight in it. Um, Simon, do you want to kick us off with our kind of starting 11 and, and stuff and we'll go from there perhaps? Yeah, so it was obviously Craig Gordon and goals and exactly how we called it, Berra and Halkett at the centre with Smith Kingsley as the fullbacks, which I'm pretty sure we all called. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Irvin started, thought he was great. Uh, Andy Halliday also started, that was the, the one that we called as well. We also called that Aidan White would start, and he also started. So I think we've done really well in calling the lineup. Um, the tactics were obviously we we lined up as a four three two one, but quite often we ended up as a sort of five three two, mm-hmm. um, with two up front sort of pressing their centre halves and just dealing with their full backs overlapping. And I we started very slowly. We we went in half time at two 0 and I think we, we changed it up the second half. We're a lot more aggressive, and if only we'd done that earlier. Aye, it really was a, a game of two halves. Um, Cameron, what do you think kind of went wrong in that first half? What happened? I think we were a bit timid. I think we gave them probably too much respect in the first half, and and then we were completely in the game at halftime. We, we were never really in that first half, and I mean, we'll get on it, but I guess... It, how kind of out of the game we were in the first half just shows how great a performance it was to get back into the game in the second half. I have I've watched many a Hearts teams and I've never seen them fight back for being down like that in that sort of occasion. It was quite quite amazing. It just made it for more frustrating because I think every one of us knew that, and I'm sure some of someone said it last week that the best chance we've got of winning this was to actually just go out and attack. So like. And when we did, we after the second half, we won three one. Yep, I think that's something we've we've all at certain times slated hearts about as well. That there's no fight, there's no passion, especially with you know Levine's time, and it didn't seem like many of the players really got the club. Whereas after watching that last night, blew me away the attitude. A lot of teams would have just crumbled after two 0 Mentally, to show that resolve to come back into it and keep going when we lost uh, the the goal in extra time as well was phenomenal. Yeah, a few a few things to pick up on from the game. First of all, um, why does Robbie Nielsen not like Peter Haring, Paddy? We were speaking quite passionately about this last night. What's going on here? Uh, I don't know to be honest because I thought when he came on he was clearly one of our best players like he just looks a level above what 
what else we've got there. So uh, I don't know what this issue is. He might be sleeping with his wife or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, big accusation. Um, my thoughts, when you mentioned this yesterday, my thoughts were that um, maybe he's jealous of his hair. His hair is probably longer than his. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, maybe his long, the long barnet reminds him of Stephen Presley. Uh, that, that's probably it. Definitely won't be because he's sleeping with his wife. Hammy, <laughs> <laughs> um, Stephen Kingsley picked up man of the match. Um, it, he actually had quite a quiet game going forward, but he did have, a, have his hands full defensively. Do you think the right man picked up the award? Um, yeah. I mean, because he, he got a goal and an assist, I think. Well, the assist really came in extra time. But he, um, in the, let's say, the, the way that we played in the first half, we, we didn't particularly see a lot of him. Um, he was pinned back. We, we managed to actually saw quite a lot of Eddie White. Um, mm-hmm. But in the second half, we, we as we were pressing higher up the pitch, his um, sort of technical qualities... Sean a lot more. Um, I think you, you had to give the man a match the hearts player and Kingsley probably wanted it. Yeah, there was there's maybe a few other players. I think Boyce had a good game for what for what he played, albeit he didn't play the full match. Um, everyone else was good in their own ways. Yeah, Kingsley was it's good. He always looks dangerous. That's the best thing about him as well. It's Michael Smith again. He he probably be another one who could have had a claim for man of the match. Mm-hmm. Solid as ever. Aye. another good seven seven and a half out of ten. We give, <laughs> um, give everyone a ten. Give everyone a ten. Aye, I think you can't question anyone's uh, anyone's effort. Um, and Simon, on on that note, Eddie White, you know he he does try hard. He he really left it all out there yesterday. He's really, really changed my opinion of him the last couple of weeks. He's Aye. he's been really good. He's been genuinely quite good. I mean, it's yeah. obviously when we were playing like Queen of the South and stuff like that, you can think, well, he should be doing well against these teams. But I think he showed against Celtic yesterday that it just works its socks off. He's so keen. And we criticise some players for being so good, but just not trying. So I think we've got to commend the players who might not be very good, but try really hard. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> Cameron, to, to talk about some of the goals, um, what a screamer from Ryan Christie. There's not much you can do about that, eh? No, it's um, it's one of them. He's, he's just hit it perfectly. And, I mean, you'd love to see him do it for Scotland, but it was it was mm-hmm. gutting. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Craig Gordon's never getting there. It's, it's, it's a wonder strike. The problem was three people went with Edward when he overlapped Ryan Christie. Three defenders went with him and no one stayed on Christie. So that's maybe a bit disappointing. But as soon as he's got that time and space on his left foot for that sort of area, it's done. He's done it so many times this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Celtic fans, well, they were very, they've been very frustrated recently and they've um, put a lot of blame on Christie for taking too many shots on goal. But... You know, may only go in one one in ten shots, but we'll take him. I'll take him, Mike. You can shoot as many times as he fucking wants. <laughs> um, don't know, like I don't know if he got in the heart squad. Eddie <laughs> <laughs> <Or> White, Eddie <laughs> White's backup. 
Um, Hammy, um, on the 29th minute, uh, Odison Edward got a penalty after Christoph Bera done something crazy. Talk us through that one. Yeah, he's he's gone up for a header. I think um, the player behind him's headed it sort of back into the mix they're trying to anyway. And as Bera's going down, he seems to put his hands up, which is just completely unnatural. Um, and and this, I mean, he's not looking to say he's not looking towards the ball. He doesn't know it's it's it is incredibly harsh, but it's the rules of the game at the moment. You can't do that. And Beaton was completely correct in giving the penalty. It was just, mm-hmm. it's just stupid. Um, Aye. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no other way. And it I, looked I, I like really, he was auditioning to be in the Nutcracker. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I, I, I want to go through an episode without criticising anyone because we're all brilliant, but that was just a stupid mistake. Um, and uh, it's just one of those things as well. It just that's when it just with Christie's brilliant goal, that penalty. It just at halftime, it was like this is not going to be going our way today. We're just not going to get the rub of the green. Um, so yeah, it was just a stupid mistake. Aye, the commentators are. Um... At the start of the second half, we're like, now Hearts really need to be careful. This doesn't become five or six. And I just thought, oh, fucking shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, on, on that note, as we as we move into half time, uh, the commentary team and general generally the coverage has been absolutely slaughtered for how biased it's been um, or was for Celtic. <clears throat> um, I guess, <clears throat> like me, I watched it on mute or didn't watch it at all at full time, but. Yeah, I mean, even in the studio, you've you've only got Michael Smith there to uh, kind of be on Hart's side. Aye, sorry, uh, <laughs> I'm still still pretty smashed here. Um, yeah, it just felt like there was there was nothing there. Where was the the Gary Locke Ken or the the Jim Jeffries? There there was no aye. proper representation at all. So, aye. I'm pretty sure Martin O'Neill was taking digs at Mikey Stewart as well at half time. If you just can remember, <laughs> he was saying that oh, like. Yeah. Uh, some people criticise this Celtic squad if they've never hit the heights or worked at a, a high level. <laughs> Fair Funny, but I don't know. Um, Paddy, what do you think Martin O'Neill was doing? Do you think he was there waiting in the wings to replace Lennon if they got beat? Uh, it was him that was going into the showers after the game if they got beat. <laughs> <laughs> Good playing any showers. Do you think uh, it was interesting? Lennon was wearing a, a three-piece suit um, like a minute before the game and then suddenly he was in a tracksuit. I think he always had the tracksuit on underneath the suit. <laughs> <laughs> just in that. case. Just in case. I think he's the just suit. waiting to see if he needs to come on. The suit was actually like one of those like Velcro ones, like a stripper's, where he can just rip it clean off. <laughs> Genuine point, right? Why do any managers wear tracksuits on the byline? Like, you're never coming on. You're not doing any training on the day. Well, there's no reason for you to be in a tracksuit. <laughs> ah, especially at a cup final. Like, get a suit on. No, no. Mind the Gretna guy wore a full kilt. <laughs> <laughs> Quality. You can't get any more Scottish than that. Speaking, speaking enough, of like... Gretna, I believe Davy Irons was criticising Hearts today. Yeah. I seen that. Saying for for not clapping Celtic when they oh fuck the off. Yeah, <clears throat> apparently half that the was Celtic yeah half the Celtic fan base don't even stay in the stadium and watch them lift the cup when they're lying. So. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, aye. <laughs> yeah, apparently that was nonsense, but it was just the 
the timing off the on the telly. It was just after Hearts were clapping, it cut back to them, and they were just heading off down the tunnel, basically. <clears throat> I was just reading just before we started recording. Apparently, Andy Halliday punched Scott Brown after the game. What? I've never seen it. Robbie Nielsen got booked at half time. Aye. Wonder what uh, that was for. Yeah. Apparently, um, it was like right after the penalties, Scott Brown ran up disgracefully laughing in the faces yeah. of the, the Hearts players, and apparently, Andy Halliday's punched them. It shows you how uh, it shows you how much character Scott Brown's got when he can put in like a four out of ten performance over however long he played and then still boast a bit. And he done the same thing in last cup final as well to Uchi. First thing he did was run up to Uchi. I would love to have seen Uchi just pick him up and tear him in two. <laughs> like right off the seat and just rip him in two at the waist. Just rip him like a bit of paper. Aye. Um Continuing on that vein, uh, Stephen Naismith, it looks like, could be getting a three-match ban for his stomp on Brown as well. Worth it. It was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he'll, he'll get a ban. I've like, never watched that. Um... Hmm? What do you call me? <laughs> I mean, watching it at the time, you knew, you knew instantly that, that he was going to get a ban for that. He, he, he knows what he was doing. Um, he's smart enough to sort of get away with it as well, but Aye, he yeah, done it. He done it. He's such. He's so good at those wee stamps. Aye, he makes oh, them look so natural. I've, I've never watched the game more concerned about a single player and whether or not he was going to get himself sent off. It just seemed he was constantly <laughs> in trouble throughout the game. Aye, Aye man, he was hell bent on winding up Scott Brown for that whole time he was on. He does it Fantastic. so well. Yeah. <clears throat> There was never a close-up once on Scott Brown where Stephen Naismith wasn't behind him, like smiling <laughs> and saying shit. Like it must be so annoying, eh? That's the the players you hate when they play against you, but you absolutely uh, love them when you're there at your club. Imagine oh, you right. just were going to your job and some guy who worked in like another part of the office was just walking about like, "All right, you, you're a fucking idiot." <laughs> just following you <laughs> <in> the office. <laughs> you're trying to make a wee cup of tea. Uh, he's whispering to you like you're shy at your job, eh? I wouldn't use that milk. <laughs> oh, you're not like that. You're bad at spelling. <laughs> um, Hammy, second half kicks off, and uh, just what we needed—a very, very early goal with Liam Boyce scoring. Um, yeah. At that point, did you think all the momentum was with us? Did you think is this real life? Are we coming back here? I did, I because we seemed to start the half off so much better, such a higher tempo. We were playing further up the pitch, um, and, and Celtic looked looked a bit rattled. Um, when Eddie White turned into Ronaldinho in the left wing, um, and <laughs> just like genuinely like flicked over the heads. I'm, I'm actually watching it again now. Um, a great ball in, and like we said, Eddie White. I mean, he doesn't do these things very often, but that's now twice at Hamden. He's well, he won a penalty in the semi, and he set up a goal in the final. And yeah, it was I, I, yeah a great goal and a great finish for Boyce, which I think loved on Boyce a hell of a lot of good as well. Now he's, mm-hmm. he seems to be kicking into a bit of form. He's scoring goals now. So is that three matches yeah. in a row he's now scored? I think you're right, actually. Yeah, no <laughs> decent way you run. Um. So I, that was looking good from there. And then on the 67th minute, Stephen Kingsley gets the goal. Aye. Uh, it t- seemed to take an age for him to fucking 
say that it went over the line. But yeah. as soon as you see it, it's so clearly that so far over the line. Oh, it was a but massive. At real time, at real time, it didn't look like it crossed the line because just because the angle it looked like because the Celtic player was right behind it for where we were I, looking. Mm-hmm. I figured the watch went off automatically, but there must be quite a delay on it. Right, oh, yeah, I know. The, the ball was pretty much at the halfway line by the yeah, time he had been cleared. Sort of signal. No. Um. Yeah. Strange I didn't one. see that. Um, Callum McGregor ran up to the referee while he was pointing at his watch, claiming it didn't go in. I'm just going to ignore it. <laughs> I imagine the ref just goes, "All oh, right, well, well oh, if you say so, Callum, no bother." <laughs> but I think at, at one time they 100 would have got away with that if we didn't oh, have a goal. Oh, yeah, that would have been a goal. Because the the assistant, the fifth, sixth official, or whatever, aye. he didn't see it apparently. So he didn't even move. They're fucking useless. Eh? What is the point of them? Like they do absolutely nothing. I do feel like I sound like an old moany old man, but genuinely, what are they doing? Like they do, I never see them make a decision. Yeah, yeah. No. I know it's pointless. Um, so that brought it to two all, and uh, two all is where it stayed until full time. Um, just to talk about the substitutions because there's a few big impact players coming on there. Um, fifty seventh minute, Josh Janelli came on. What a difference he made! Eh? Yeah. Um, so what he was hammy started well, out on the, the left where he kind of then pretty much went centre forward really didn't he yeah. well I for, for a lot of the time it looked like he was he was playing up front um, but he was also running down the channels and and you know making the Celtic defence spread out a lot more which gave a lot more space inside to to like Naismith and things but just adding his pace and his directness on it 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 really seemed to affect Celtic. They didn't really know how to handle that. Um, mm-hmm. And it, you know, it's just a shame he's been injured and he wasn't able to play the, the full 90 because I think if he was if he had started, um, it certainly would have been a bit different. We might have played the first half a bit differently as well. Yeah. What, what a player we've managed to find here. Like, how is Janelli not playing at a higher level? Right, especially we managed to get him in. I know it's a loan deal, but we managed to get him in whilst we're in the championship. And yeah. there is the potential that if he's enjoying it here and we get promoted, we can get him for free. Yeah, it's looking that way. It's looking that way. Got a wee pre-contract offer on the table. Um, we can offer <coughs> in a, in a couple of weeks' time in January, can't we? Because yeah. he's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Give him whatever he wants. Um, <laughs> Craig Whiten came out, came on on the 70th minute as well so we effectively went from having what, Naismith and Boyce playing up front who are like uh, what 5 out of 20 for pace to two <laughs> very pacey players They're uh, also like the same guy it's impossible to tell them apart <laughs> <laughs> I know It's genuinely hard eh? um, I won the baldies uh, other substitutions coming on. Uh, so Peter Haring came on on the 90th minute. Um, Paddy as our Peter Haring correspondent for the evening. Um, but he did he did make a massive impact, didn't he, for extra time? He, he did. It's just quality. He's a, a, there's another player I don't know how we've still got him because he, he is class. He is so much better than the level that we play at. Having a having him having him and Irvin in at centre mid, um, the two of them, they're both really tall, but they're not immobile, so it is quite good because they do win loads of balls in the air. Because Scottish football, there's a lot of long bangers. Hey, um, other other boys coming on. 
Paddy to continue continue with you. Uh, Elliot Freer came on on the 109th minute. How do, how do you think he done when he came on? To be honest with you, and this is not just because I don't like him, but I actually forgot he came on, so I couldn't tell you how he got on. He was fine. He, he won a free kick up the park a couple of times. He, he done more than I've ever seen him do before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just leaves Ollie Lee. <clears throat> Come came on on the 82nd minute as well. Uh, thought, thought he may have done quite well. He's just such a threat with set pieces more than anything, doesn't he? I don't remember his delivery being this good the first time round. Every ball in the box in that in that game and against Hibs was really really good. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's been a while stations. since we've since we've had someone who's got a good delivery. I feel like we've every corner we've taken in the last like five years hit the first man. Yeah. Aye. Genuinely. Yeah. Ginelli as well. Yeah. Ginelli had a great delivery for one of the corners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one we scored. Did Ginelli not take that? Aye. Yeah, I think you're right. So, so some good positives there. Um, in extra time, just to touch on the two goals, uh, Lee Griffiths, the, the every Jambo's favourite player, came on and managed to pick up a goal that was on the 105th plus one minute. Um, and... Or was it not the, the 45 plus 91? That the... <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. 45 plus 61, sorry. <laughs> Nuts. Um, so I'm trying to remember now. So it was, it was 3-2 at half time of Addy time. Yeah. And then in the second half, Ginelli popped up with a big scrambly goal in the box. And we went through penalties. Um, it felt like it was written in the stars for Craig Gordon to win a set on penalties, didn't it? It was in our hands as well. It had got us to the point where we just needed to fucking see it out and we would have won. Was that in his hands? We were two kicks away, but <laughs> I was so proud just even to get to that point. And yeah. it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I showed so much character to come back to it. I'm obviously gutted about losing that, but I'm absolutely buzzing with, with the way Hearts played. I couldn't have asked it anything more for them. Mm-hmm. Aye. Should we just end it now and not talk about the penalties? Um, <laughs> Aye. Aye. Um, well, Cameron, what did you think of um, Connor Hazard, the big goalie for Celtic? He had a pretty dodgy game overall, didn't he? He looked, I mean, him and their their back four were bad, properly <laughs> bad. But yeah. Hilarious how that but corner of course, Hazard... Then... <laughs> Sorry. On you go. Hilarious how that corner of Hazard has been made out to be the superhero and there's interviews like, oh, I could never imagine being here at this moment, like never thought this was ever going to happen. Aye, for like 120 minutes, you were an absolute fucking bomb scare. Yeah. If they never won the penalties, he'd never play another game for Celtic. No. Nah. It was that bad. He would have been chucked under the bus. Yeah. He almost gets to go from zero to hero because, you know, that's Aye. what people will remember, not that he was terrible in the game. Aye. Yeah. The penalties he saved, they weren't great penalties, so it's not like no. he's he pulled it out of the bag or anything. He's made a couple of standard saves, sadly, in our case, but... Yeah. Yeah, let's let's not dwell on how bad they were, but yeah, let's just say um, Kingsley and Whiten, you're forgiven. <laughs> it's fine. We're still proud of you. Aye, brave of them to step up anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a bigger man than me. 
Um, and Simon, you said something quite interesting immediately after the game. You said uh, Robin Nielsen should go and speak to Anne about giving the players the winning, winning bonus anyway. I think after a performance like that, you've got to just reward that effort and maybe not the full bonus, but at least try and get them something for, for what... That's what I would do if I was in that sort of position. I'd try and get them a little, little something as a reward. They probably get a reward for getting to the final anyway, but yeah, I think you can't perform like that and not get a reward, although the result wasn't what we wanted, but to be where we were and to bounce back and to... I think it'll do us so much good going into every other game to play the second best team in Scotland and play that well mm-hmm. um, it's amazing I think going back to the league games and whatever should should just absolutely start pumping teams now yeah we should should be it. it'll bring the boys together if anything as well now, they've all went through that together it's a, a very new set of players shows know. what they're capable as well yeah that is a great point they are all a new set of players so they're all just kind of finding their, their place in the squad and the mm-hmm. and I'm I'm looking to like it yeah um, I think you've, you, you know, we had some criticism a few weeks ago when, when you had the, the poor result against Aloha. I think it's obviously taken a bit of time to gel the squad together and it must have, you know, it's been a difficult off-season as well for it. I think the last couple of weeks you're starting to see it really come together. Um, it looks great going into the new year. Mm-hmm. Aye, agreed. It does. Yep. We can have a Merry Christmas. We, we're not going to be all sad. It's not like we just got pumped for now. I know, it's fine. Um, okay, well that that sums up the uh, the cup final. Um, I mean, there's there's question marks over Christoph Beres' performance generally, and if it's time, we don't really have the the backup players to put in there. But do you think uh, old Beres still plays out the rest of the season? He's fine in the championship. That's as far as I'll go. Um, we'll get away with it in the championship, but. I love Berra. I think he, he was the first time round at Hearts in the first year back, I think. Mm-hmm. He was fucking yeah. class. Oh, yeah. But I think everyone, it'll come to everyone who's who's playing at that sort of level. Age, is, age kills your career before you're, you're ready. But um, mm-hmm. just, just, I think next season we've just got to look for hope John Suter can stay fit. Yeah. Yeah. You you think much the same, Hammy? Do you think he still needs to get game time through till the summer? Yeah, <clears throat> like I said, we're not exactly in a, a position where... I know, I know we've got Popescu there, but to me, Popescu's... That's, I can't, I've said it in the other podcast, I don't really like either of them at the moment, but... Mm-hmm. Um, Ber, yeah, Ber will be fine for the Championship. He done well at Dundee when he was there this year, <laughs> which feels odd, but... Um, <laughs> Keep him in. Popescu's there as backup, but after that, we we literally have like nobody else other than the youngsters. So keep it going. Him and Halkett, they're all right, unless they're playing somebody who's got like higher than a six pace. <laughs> you saw that a couple of times when Edward was running through, and you're like, oh, better no. Especially when the <laughs> was marking him. Like, but to be fair, they done really well against Edward. He's yeah. meant to be effectively the best striker in Scotland at the moment. Mm-hmm. He didn't really have much to do. Yeah. Very tightly marked and just played him out of the game. Well, there you go. There's our immediate reaction to the cup final. Um, Hammy, should have probably spoke to someone else because I'm going to go back to you now to get the, the thoughts and feelings off of Jambles' kickback. 
Talk away and don't talk a lot of shame. No, it was very know. much like, to be honest with you, Jam Scout back was very much the same as what we've said when I was drunkenly looking through it last night. It was very much proud of the team, um, which for you know there was no really no negativity. It was all just you know what I'd rather play like that and lose than go out there and get pumped and you know no feel like the the team even arrived. So. Yeah, fair enough, and quite right as well. Aye. Nice, that's good. Aye, there seems to be no one raging. Eh? Everyone's supporting the hearts for once. Um, I, I've got a note in my phone here. It literally just says, "So I took this last night when very drunk." It just says, "Let clubs die." Dundee, would you take Charlie Adam? <laughs> <laughs> You kept talking about this, saying if Dundee die uh, in the summer, would you take Charlie? <laughs> there you go, Cameron. Would you take Charlie Adam at the hearts? No. <laughs> there was rumours of him coming last season, was there? No. Uh, I think Craig Levine turned him down. Tells you everyone if even Levine's turned him down. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Um, I, other than that, um, I believe the notes in my phone are covered. Um, Cameron, <laughs> will we go over to you to, to summarise uh, buy or sell for the final? We can do the last buy or sell of the year. And I will tell you that Paddy has he's, he's managed to halt the, the slide here. He's, he's turned it around a bit. And it's his first multiple score week for <laughs> what feels like ever at the moment. So I'll run through them. Over 4.5 shots on target for Hearts. We managed six in the game. So that was a buy. Um, over 3.5 total goals in the game. Of course, there was six. So again, the buy came in. There was no red card in the game. And then we'll skip over the fact that we didn't win and Neil Lennon still has a job. Unfortunately, <laughs> I will likely bring this back up again later in the season when we think <laughs> yeah. he might lose his job again. <laughs> so um, what that left us with is Simon you picked up one Jarve you picked up absolutely nothing this week wow. Paddy <laughs> leads the pack with two and Hammy and myself also won a piece so week, going yeah. into the new year the running totals Paddy still a break um, double figures you're on nine I'm on 14, Simon also on 14, Jarvie on 15, and Hammy leads away on 17. So, Ooh. well done, gents. Let's, it's close. All to play for, apart from Paddy. So, um, yeah, keep it up. <laughs> and uh, no buy or sell this week for next week because we're taking a break, and we'll pick this up in the new year. We will indeed. We will indeed. Um, <clears throat> so, we'll be, as Cameron says, we'll be back in the new year, but let's have a wee look ahead to our fixtures. Um, we have Arbroath. No, we don't. We have Air at home uh, on Boxing Day um, before we're away. No, we're at home again. Sorry, we're at home to Arbroath again on the 29th, uh, an evening game. And on the 2nd of January, we've got Dundee away where we'll get to see Charlie Adam if their club is still alive. <laughs> um, generally, what are we thinking, boys? Nine points? Aye. Nine points? Yeah. Yep. 
18 goals. Having a look, what so Air United are fifth, our Broth are ninth, second bottom, and then Dundee, who are seventh. I don't think nine points is should be difficult there. There are three sort of winnable games, two of them at home as well. I um, guess the difference is, is we, we struggled against our growth, but at home it should be a different game. Yeah, yeah very different team, home and away. Aye. A bit of confidence now. Um, and hopefully a bit of, you know, with that, we've seen that passion again and hopefully the players will come out and just be like, right, let's absolutely hammer teams now. This is the worry, though, that Hearts have been like this for the last couple of years, that these players seem to get, get up for games against Hibs, Rangers and Celtic very easily, which is fine. I enjoy that. But seem to disappear in the games that maybe don't matter as much. Or yeah. for their careers, maybe don't matter as much. Mm-hmm. Well, regardless of what happened last night, the league is the complete number one priority for the club. We need oh, to get promoted. Yeah. 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 Aye, absolutely. Um, Paddy, do you think um, there's any chance that Hearts could have a, a hangover from the cup final? Do you think they'd be too full of, full of emotion going into the air game? No, no, I hope not. I hope not. Anyway, I don't see why they would be. Like, I think I think we'll steamroll the next three games. And I'm usually negative. I, I think we generally will go in with our heads held high and pummel them. Good man. Watch us, watch us lose all three. <laughs> I think um, I think you'll find Nasey will either be out the squad well through suspension or probably just out because he'll be knackered for Christmas Day because he's definitely the guy that runs around the house winding up the kids hiding everything <laughs> yeah, well, it's really annoying on Christmas Day he's got a three match ban but actually he'll be back like the start of January <laughs> yeah yep. he'll, he'll be thinking in fact he's timed us perfectly Get a three-match ban, get Christmas and New Year off, no bother. Right. <laughs> well, to me, um, just looking ahead as well, Jarvis, I don't, again, we don't want to go too far ahead, but after that three-match ban, which is, let's be honest here, is definitely going to get, it's mm-hmm. uh, Tom Thurman. Tom Thurman yeah. at home. It's a big game. Which is a big, it's a Tuesday night game. because So in the next four games, two of them are on... Saturday to the one on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Will that be us halfway through the season at that point? Was that after these four games? Pretty much, aye. Just about, aye. Well, if we're playing, if we're playing teams again now, that must be us. I like it. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven, aye. So we're on, we've played seven at the moment. So four games, eleven. Mm, yeah, roughly. Mm-hmm. Getting there. I like yeah. how the Scottish Championships preparing us for getting into the Champions League with these Tuesday night games. <laughs> <laughs> the the Championship League. <laughs> yeah. Um, just speaking of Champions League and European football, Paddy, the, uh, the AGM minutes came out, and I was very excited to read and share that it looks to me that we're going to leave Scotland as soon as it's physically possible <laughs> to play in another league. Anne's got her eye on that European Super League. Uh, <laughs> it would make sense, but we'd be an absolutely massive club. In that. What? Get what some... are you talking about? I mean, like, <laughs> if we were to go in a, a league against teams from like uh, Belgium and 
generally across Europe, Scandinavian teams like Edinburgh. Wait, is wait a, a minute, wait a, a minute. City. Wait a minute. Huge investment. If we were in a league with teams for like Belgium and that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always just Belgium that get mentioned for some reason. They, they've just... got a league. It's, there is a league in Belgium where the Belgian teams play. <laughs> I know that. But just they, they must be the same as Hearts. They're just desperate to leave Belgium. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but it's very exciting. Uh, someone also asked, um, or moving down to England, Cameron, you've always said that we would be an amazing English League One side. I'm not <laughs> joining in this conversation, will you? <laughs> <laughs> you've said it in the past. You might have been very drunk, but you've said it. <laughs> um, and there we go. <clears throat> so I've, I've got a very quick game for you. I, I was really, you know, had grand ambition for this little segment, but I ended up too hungover, and I've spent no time on it today. <laughs> but, um, it's Christmas in four days, so um, here's a wee game for you. Santa's coming, and you can have one of these for Christmas. But I'm so hungover, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's no rules, just pick, pick what your favourite would be. What would you be asking Santa for? You can have Michael Smith on a three-year deal, Andy Irvin on a five-year deal, Mario Balotelli comes in on a two-year deal. <laughs> John Suter returns with galvanised steel Achilles and never gets injured again. Or Stephen Kingsley on a five-year deal. What is the most appealing present for you? Mario Andy Balotelli. Ooh. <laughs> yes, Paddy. Andy Irvin. Aye, the most potential. I'd go Michael Smith, I think. Oh. That's because you're, you're an old kickback boy. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with what you know. A love story better than Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron? I'd, I'd, I'd have to go... Uh, what was the deal for Andy Irvin? Five years? Five, Five years. Aye. Five years. Wear a Capra Sun in a pie. That's, that's a deal. Deal, Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you haggling with Santa. <laughs> Do you think anyone's ever had a Capri Sun for Christmas? Like wrapped up under a tree? <laughs> be the most random no. thing ever. <laughs> I'm going to send you one for Christmas. I love a Capri Sun. Ay, there's just never enough juice, but uh, That's why they're so good. They're wee teasies. <laughs> Always get a Capri Sun. Every game at Tynecastle, I get a Capri Sun. Every week. What is it like? Six quid or something like that? I think it's seven. I. <laughs> it's good. Like, got to keep. I think the... once we're back at once we're back at Tynecastle, I'm going to do reviews of all the food. Oh, I. <laughs> oh, I look forward to that. Right. Um. Okay. Well. Um. That's that's all I've got. Any... I think we've we've done so well. I am going <laughs> straight to bed. Don't <laughs> worry, guys. It's uh, just under three weeks until our first Scottish Cup game of this season now. So yes! <laughs> <laughs> Do it all again. Celtic. No, actually, it'd be the end of January for the Premier League team. So you never know. We could have another tie against Hibs or Celtic. Good, good. Oh, I'm no drinking next time. <laughs> I'm done with drinking. Um, but I well, I I hope you all have a lovely Christmas. Merry Christmas, boys. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>
have a have a great Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, it's been a hellish year in life and as a Hearts fan. We've had the double whammy. <laughs> may, uh, may next year be better. It wouldn't be hard. Um, just when things are looking good. Next year will be better. <laughs> well, you'd say it that, but there's no strains coming in there, eh, so... It is mental how we've gone through the apocalypse, yet hearts have made it slightly worse. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Aye, some year. Um, bye. So, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and all that jazz, uh, and to our listeners. Um, cheers, boys, for your time today. Special thanks to Padman Scoop Productions for his copious amounts of editing time as ever. We'll see if his uh, comments on certain, certain aspects of Celtic Football Club make it into this final cup. If not, you would not believe some of the things Paddy said. Um, <laughs> if you aren't following us on social media already, you can do so. It's hearts, uh, sorry, at hearts underscore podcast. It's got an email address as well, which you can find somewhere. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, even leave us a nice wee review. Um, spread the good word through social media and Gorgie. Um, so until next time, until next year, keep washing your hands for the hearts, even with this new strain. It's especially important. Um, and we'll see you again soon. Merry Christmas!